If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. And get your podcast started today. Hi guys, welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast where we discuss and reminisce about all things and everything classic TV. Today I want to take a quick look at the TV schedule, the TV lineup for the night of February 7th, 1979. That date doesn't have any specific or particular meaning For me personally, I actually ran across a video on YouTube of the Today Show theme song from that date. It's on YouTube. Uh, We didn't watch Today in my house. We watched Good Morning America. They too had a great theme song. But this Today theme song and seeing the date, it was a Wednesday and it just, it just, took me back and and just flooded me with so many memories from being, uh, you know, a kid and what was going on in my life at the time. I wondered what my family and I were doing on that particular Wednesday. So I decided to look up the Prime TV schedule for that particular date. And here is what I found. And of course, we only had three networks as of February 1979, ABC, CBS, and NBC. So I found exactly what was being shown on that night in primetime television. Now, before I get off into it, um, we originally had planned to change and had changed the name of this podcast to Two Sisters, One TV, but we decided to leave it the way that it originally uh, was titled, Two Sisters and a TV. So we're going to leave it at that. So I wanted to clear that up so there wouldn't be any kind of of confusion in regard to the name of this podcast. But uh, so we went back to the original name. So anyway, let's take a look at CBS, first of all, on that night in 1979. CBS had a lineup of some pretty good shows. Most of the TV shows that were on that night on all three networks I've seen before at some point in time, whether it was in its actual run or in syndication. Um, For CBS, we started off the night with the amazing Spider-Man. Now, for those of you who don't remember, there was a Spider-Man, like Wonder Woman, like Superman, Batman. There was also a Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I believe, was on for two seasons. It starred Nicholas Hammond. And I don't think that it was a real big ratings success. It wasn't like Superman or Batman, which were just big ratings bonanzas. Spider-Man was never really got to that level of popularity, if I recall, 
accurately. I've watched it on occasion. I didn't watch it all the time, but you know, I I like the show. It something seemed to just kind of not be there with it though. Something an element seemed to be missing. Can't really say what that was, but I think that's why the run was not uh, very long, and I don't think I think that's why the show is not particularly very memorable today. But the episode that aired that night was titled Photo Finish. It was, according to the research that I did, uh, the, I don't remember the actual name of, uh, that, you know, Spider-Man used the character, but he worked at a newspaper, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he was a photographer and one of his photos was stolen. And that's basically what this episode was about him trying to, you know, find out who took the photo and trying to retrieve it back by the newspaper. That, of course, aired at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 Central. After The Amazing Spider-Man, we had one day at a time. The episode, Francine Strikes Again. Francine, portrayed by Shelley Fabre, was really a nemesis of Anne Romano in the beginning. She had guest starred before. That's why the episode mentions the word again. Anne worked at an ad agency, and Francine was her greatest competitor. Francine was always trying to undercut Anne. Evidently, she stole one of her ideas and presented it to the boss as though it was her idea. Now, later on down the road, during the run of One Day at a Time, Shelley Fabre joined the cast of the show. She joined around 1982. She stayed on the show until it ended in 1984. They made Francine more likable. She and Anne still had a, uh, they were business partners. They ended up you know, running their own ad agency together. They were not enemies, but they also did have their disagreements on a regular basis. So they were friendly, but they also fought a lot. That's kind of the best way to describe the relationship of Anne and Francine. Was she a good addition to the show? Yeah, she definitely was. Um, More on One Day at a Time when we do an episode about that show, because believe me, there is a lot and I do mean a lot to cover where that show is concerned. Following One Day at a Time, we have The Jeffersons, the episode Louise's Award. This episode was shown the other night over on Antenna because The Jeffersons comes on for two hours, four episodes back to back to back to back on Antenna TV, Monday through Friday night. Louise, of course, worked at the Help Center, and she was up for Employee of the of the Year. George wanted to make sure that she won the award, so he goes out and he bribes the judges, or, you know, bribes one of the main judges to ensure that Louise wins the award. Of course, word gets out that he, you know, gave a $500 bribe. Louise is upset, along with everybody else. She actually won the award in actuality. George's bribe actually went nowhere because the bribe that he gave, was it never connected to the award with the help setter. So her award was won fair and square. But of course, you know, George has to make sure that he clears his name. And it's, 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 it's not one of my favorite episodes, to be honest. But it does have some funny moments, and it definitely has its perks. So uh, that is what aired after one day at a time on that night. Now, rounding out the schedule, airing at 11 p.m., 10 p.m., rather, 9 Central, was the short-lived TV show, Kaz. 
Kaz, K-A-Z, starred Ron Liebman, if I'm remembering his name correctly. He was married to Linda Lavin for a while. I believe they were still married at the time of this show. The episode was titled The Stalking Man. I watched Kaz every now and then. It was a good show. Little mature, I guess, for a little kid to be watching, but I liked the show. Kaz, if I recall correctly, was about a man who went to jail, went to prison. I don't remember why he actually went to prison, but he uh, got his law degree in prison. And when he got out, he became a lawyer and helped to defend other people who were falsely accused or who made mistakes and who were in trouble and in danger of also serving prison time. Didn't last very long. I uh, actually, Ron Liebman won an Emmy for his portrayal of Cass. And Cass was the last name of the character. I can't remember the first name. But uh, he did a very good job in that part. He's a very good actor. I think the network canceled that show a little bit too quickly. Maybe they should have given it another time slot, put it on another night. But uh, I don't know if there are any episodes available on YouTube. That's definitely worth checking into. But I did like Kaz. remember it very well. It was a good show. So that finishes up CBS for this particular night. Now, next we have the ABC lineup, which is the lineup that I watched. I watched ABC every Wednesday night in those days. Now, the original lineup was always Eight is Enough, followed by Charlie's Angels, and then Vegas. Eight is Enough did not air that night. Instead, Charlie's Angels had a a two-hour long episode titled Terror on Skis. This episode involved the Angels and Bosley going to a ski resort. They're trying to protect a guy, a politician who is being basically threatened to be assassinated. The politician was portrayed by Jacqueline Smith's real life husband at the time, Dennis Cole. Not my favorite episode. Very boring. Uh, you know, it just is an episode that I really don't watch today in syndication because it just was not very appealing. It just was, like I said, it was boring. And, you know, of course, I I talked about this on the Kate Jackson video I did, the life of Kate Jackson, where we talked about her life and career. I can definitely understand why Kate Jackson was not a happy camper on Charlie's Angels by season three. Of course, as you know, she had turned down the role, the starring lead role opposite Dustin Hoffman in Kramer versus Kramer because Aaron Spelling, Lynn Goldberg, not let her out of her Charlie's Angels schedule to do the movie. So she was stuck on Charlie's Angels doing crappy episodes like this. Not a happy camper. You could tell, honestly, as you, especially when you get into 1979 in Charlie's Angels, you could just tell that Kate Jackson, there were times when she was not trying to hide how disgusted she was still be on the show doing lousy episodes like this one. You could just look at her and just tell she did not want to be there and she was not happy to be there. And I totally empathize with her position. So Terror on Skis, of course, I watched it that night because I watched any and everything Charlie's Angels in those days. It was a brand new episode, obviously. So I definitely watched it that night. Uh, But I don't care for watching it, you know, in the present day. 
after Charlie's Angels ended at 10 o'clock, we had Vegas, which uh, the episode was titled Best Friends. This episode involved a good friend of Dan Tana's coming back to town. And unbeknownst to Dan Tana, the best friend is trying to set up Dan. I think he's even trying to kill Dan. Now, I don't remember the episode specifically, but Vegas, of course, was a really good show. Another Aaron Spelling, Glenn Goldberg production. Dan Tana, portrayed by the gorgeous Bob Urich or Robert Urich. A really good show, lasted for three seasons. And great theme song, you know, all about Dan Tana, private investigator, had his own business. And the show was basically about his personal life, about, you know, the cases he took on. Really good show and best friends, no doubt. Definitely made up for Terror on Skis. Now we move over to NBC. NBC, of all the TV shows that I'm mentioning, like I said, I've seen all of them at some point in time. I've seen them all in their original run for sure. Uh, this is the only episode, uh, TV show rather that I never saw, and that TV show is Super Train. Super Train, one of the worst TV shows, according to many, in the history of television. Now, of course, I never saw it. I didn't watch it, missed it. There might be some episodes on YouTube. Don't know. I haven't checked. But Super Train was a lot like Love Boat. Had the same premise, lots of guest stars, regular cast, uh, different, you know, storylines without the show. The only difference is that everyone was on a train instead of a boat or a ship. So Super Train made its debut on February 7th, 1979. The episode was titled Express to Terror. Now, I don't know exactly. I don't recall who guest starred on the episode but uh, basically, again, like Love Boat, you had like three different storylines, two, three different storylines within the show. And you were basically trying to focus on each storyline and how they would all be resolved. So Super Train, one of the, at the time, the most expensive TV show to produce in TV history because, you know, they had all of these, you know, train compartments, you know, they, they actually had a, a, a train that they used to film the show it was very expensive. This was the mastermind of Freddie Silverman, who was president of NBC at the time. He really, I mean, he was great for NBC, ABC rather and CBS during his tenure on both of those networks, but he bombed badly over on NBC. Fred Silverman definitely did not know how to handle being president of NBC at all. He became a big joke and he either left the network or was fired around 1980, maybe late 1979. Um, he did you know, have some good shows that came uh, into being during his reign, like The Facts of Life, Different Strokes, those two big hits were Freddie Silverman ideas. And there are a couple of others that I can't think of at the moment, but Super Train, definitely not on the list. The show lasted, I believe, about maybe eight episodes, seven, eight episodes. It ended in 1979, the same year that it made its debut. I think by May, the show had been canceled. I don't remember the exact date that it ended, but I don't think it even went into the summer of the year. So I would say that somewhere in the spring, April, May, Super Train had already come and gone. 
Again, this is something to check on YouTube for to see if it's over there. Maybe at least the theme song is on YouTube. I definitely want to check that out myself because I'm a little bit curious. But again, that's the only TV show of all the shows that I'm mentioning that I have yet to see. Now, rounding out the NBC lineup for that night, February 7th, was Quincy. Quincy, of course, starred Jack Klugman, and the title of the episode was Aftermath. Not sure what the episode was about, but Quincy was a good show. It made its debut in the fall of 1976, ran for seven seasons, ending in 1983. Definitely a TV show that did not disappoint. Jack Klugman was great in that episode, in that TV show, rather. Um, He was not typecast, fortunately, having portrayed Oscar Madison for all those years on The Odd Couple in the early 70s, early to mid-70s. He was able to immediately jump into the role of Quincy, and he, you know, was able to become a completely different character from Oscar, and the show, again, very successful on YouTube, great theme song, great TV show in general. And so that wraps up the primetime lineup for Wednesday night, February the 7th, 1979. Of course, the video that caused me to make this episode, again, it's on YouTube. It's simply titled The Today Show Theme, 1979. Ray Ellis was the composer of the Today Show theme song in those days. If you'd like to check that out, it's like I said, it's, it's a lot of fun. Very nostalgic, especially if you're a big nostalgic person like I am. And you'll enjoy listening to the theme song. Of course, the Today Show at that time being hosted by Tom Brokaw and Jane Pauley. Also, Gene Shalit, who did all the movie reviews. Uh, not sure if Willard Scott was on the Today Show as of yet. I think he might have been, you know, he's the one who, uh, you know, was the weatherman. But um, if you grew up in the 70s like me, a video like that is definitely going to trigger a lot of memories. And in my case, not only did it trigger memories, it triggered this episode. This was definitely not going to be a long episode. I knew it was going to be pretty brief. But uh, of course, 1979, you know, lots of terrific TV shows on during that time. Um, the late 70s, in my opinion, a great time for TV. So many good shows on all three networks. And the top network in the country, of course, at that time was still ABC, followed by CBS, and then NBC. So basically, that's going to wrap up the episode. I just wanted to share what was on TV that particular night. And maybe it'll trigger some memories for you as well. Maybe you'll head over to YouTube and check out some of these TV shows, check out some theme songs, do a little research like I did. But this was a lot of fun to do, a lot of fun to put together, especially. Had a lot of fun preparing for it, researching it. And I hope that you'll have as much fun listening listening to it as we had putting it together for you. So until next week, when we come back with a brand new episode, thank you for joining us for Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast. Until next time, we'll see you all then.